to Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. I'm your host, KG Styles. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Vedic astrologer, Tarot Master, Mo Abdelbaki, about the 2016 forecast. Mo is a scholar of esoteric wisdom, has mastered various divination systems, including Tarot, Vedic and Western astrology, the I Ching, Hermetic Kabbalism, and the runes. Uh, Mo hosts his own weekly radio show and writes a weekly astrology column. Welcome to the show, Mo. It's a pleasure having you with us. Thank you, KG. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me back. Yes, well, it's you're fun to play with. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that sounds good. <laughs> you're a scholar. You know, you're a scholar at what you do, and I really appreciate your depth of wisdom. And I feel like I can really open up and talk to you about a wide you know, variety of subjects from a lot of different perspectives. So we are on the threshold of this brand new calendar year. Right. Today we're going to have a chat about 2016 from the perspective of various spiritual systems of divination. And we're, we're going to get a picture about what the year ahead holds for us and what the key themes are from looking through all these lenses uh, to get a, a real inclusive perspective about what uh, 2016, the opportunities there, uh, any things we need to watch for, and how to make the most of what's up for us. So are you up for that? I'm up for anything. I'm always up for something. So yeah, sure. That sounds good. Okay. So, so you know, we can also maybe take a peek at each of the 12 signs if you have something to say. Mm -hmm to make it unique to individuals watching for each of the 12 signs if sure. for that give each of them an insight about what each sign can expect and how how best to navigate the waves of change coming in we still have lots of change coming in mm. so what do you want to start with each well, right? what are you feeling like first let me let me say that i i follow the old calendars the uh, the so for example uh, Saturday is Halloween, which is Samhain, uh, the old uh, New Year. It's the old end of the year, and it's really kind of a fascinating way to look at it. So on Saturday night at sunset, the New Year will begin. And so there's a week after that from we celebrate it then to what's the actual astronomical observation, which will be on the 7th. So for me, that's, that's how I set my new year. And that's where I'm basing my predictions on. So I just want everyone to understand. Um, I'm not basing it on, on our new year, our civil new year. I'm basing it on the, the seasonal new year of the, of the earth. And I really like doing that. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, just wait and see. We're going to have some weather next week, I think, that will say, oh, winter is definitely on its way. It is also the first day of winter on Halloween. So uh, we could begin with um, anything. Let me let me give it a, a chart up. And should I share that with people? Yes. Um, okay, let me please bear with me here um, as I do that. And um, let me come back here and share my screen. It's all just amazing um, technology. And let me go to the chart. Um, First of all, I'm going to show you a chart that's known as a Sudarshan. Um, and I, I presume you can see that, right? Are you there? Yes, I can okay. see it. Okay, just wanted to make sure. So um, 
this is, I do Vedic astrology, not Western. And so what I'm going to do, basically, Sudarshan is a chart. I set this for the exact moment of Samhain, um, astronomically speaking. And so what it does is it takes the ascendant at that moment, and then it takes the moon sign and the sun sign and puts them all in a line. So don't worry about trying to interpret any of this, but I will do the interpreting for everyone and just kind of take a look. This is one way to do it. I love using this because it's so fascinating. Now, basically, we'll start with Aries here and say, okay, for Aries, this is going to be a dynamic year for you regarding um, going out into the world, doing other things uh, that you want to do. It's absolutely a time if you have any ideas or any thoughts regarding uh, writing or creativity to put them out there. It's also a perfect time if you want to meet somebody. If you're looking to find someone in your life, it could definitely happen this year. And um, one of the things to do is consider education as a place for that to happen. So if you happen to be taking a class of some sort or whatever, um, you could be very delighted with what you find. So that for you, you've got an interesting year. There's a lot of work ahead for you, but it also will be uh, fruitful. It will pay off. Tauruses. Uh, Tauruses have a year of setting new boundaries and new foundations in their lives. There is an absolute chance of finally getting out into the world in the way you want to be. If you're willing to take a chance, if you're willing to be bold and brave in what you're doing, um, this could be one of the most trans transitional years, transformative years you've had in a long time. So don't be afraid of anything. Don't be afraid to put your energies out there. This is this can be a really powerful year for you, uh, especially when it comes to uh, spirituality of any kind. So if you're a spiritual writer or you, whatever the case may be, you want to be a reader, this is the time to begin that process. Okay. Gemini's will go there. And Gemini's, interestingly enough, you have a, a, a very similar sort of year, but this is more about learning. It's more about bringing in the information into yourself. What is it you want to do? What is it you are looking for? Also, family will be very, very important. There may be a move for you this year, okay? So keep that in mind. Um, there may be some sort of transition moving to another home, or perhaps you'll decide just to change your location or a job or just your frame of mind. All of that is possible. Uh, cancer. Looking at cancer energy, uh, one of the things that's going to happen is it's going to be very important for you to be flexible when it comes to how you think and what you think. This is a time to refurbish your attic, so to speak. That made almost some sense. But it's the idea that we, that attic to me represents where we keep our ideas that we don't always pull out and dust off to see what's going on, but are absolutely important because they really do make a difference in our lives. So be willing to look into that attic to see what you need to keep and what you need to get rid of. Also, um, if you have the opportunity to take a cruise at some point, I would suggest it, okay? Now, Leos, this is a year for you to be bigger than life in many, many ways. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and don't be afraid to try to find a different paradigm. Uh, but for you, this is about your personality and probably a, a sense of home as well. Now, you may have some difficulties in your career, and they're not difficulties as much as they are challenges. If you step up to the challenge and take them on without saying, well, I can't do this or I can't do that, you will be absolutely surprised at what happens.
Titans. Um, Virgos, uh, wow, you've got a lot going on for sure. A lot going on when it comes to who you are and what you want to be. This is going to be a year that demands you to stay concentrated, so to speak, or to concentrate fully on everything you really want in your life. Um, you should take some time this this uh, Halloween to think about your goals and write them down. All of you should do this, by the way. Anyone should do this. Um, I'm actually going to do a, a Halloween meditation tonight. Um, uh, that is, uh, it will be recorded. So if anyone wants it, they can get a hold of me and and you know purchase that through the one to listen thing, but uh, site. But the point here is that this is a time for you to really nail down what you want and how you want to have it given to you. And you will be quite surprised to find that it can be that, okay? Um, I do believe in, in, well, whatever you want to call it, manifestation, magic, will with a capital W. Uh, Libras, a very interesting year for you. If you've been trying to get out into the world more, if you're an actor or an actress, if you are a singer, if you are um, a writer, if you're anything dealing with presenting yourself to the public, this is the year for you to really enhance that and to grow. And your personality is going to have a, a warm wind behind it that can make a big, big difference in how you're perceived and how you are received. Okay, so this is also if you've been wanting a new job, you want to get into something new, this is your time to do it. Make this year about growth and make this year about becoming uh, bigger than you really feel you are now. It'll work out for the best. Um, um, money should be pretty good for you, by the way, just letting you know. Uh, Scorpios, uh, this is a, the year to be really to the point about what you want and to be disciplined. I'll use the word discipline. Now I have a full moon in Scorpio, so I know that discipline is not the easiest thing with that. But let me just say this. If you are disciplined, what you have is almost anything you want in the world. You can have worldly goods, you can have accolades, you can have uh, all sorts of accomplishments academically, personally. This is a good year for a relationship. This is a big pivotal year for you as long as you take stock of it and as long as you are disciplined enough to utilize uh, the benefits that are coming your way. Okay, Sagittarians, interesting year for you because everything will be kind of behind the scenes. You may not feel like things are happening, but they are. So, for example, if you happen to be in a job where you uh, you have authority um, or responsibility is a better word, it's very possible that people are looking at you, at you and saying, you know, there's an opening coming up in a year that'll be big. We need someone really good. That's the person. Or if you are in any kind of public thing going on. You might be tapped on the shoulder for political office. That's how powerful this year can be for you, okay? Do your homework on everything you do and be cordial and you will find that doors open for you very quickly and very powerfully. Capricorns, interesting year for you as well. Um, you have some, some things that you can do. You should be able to take time if you've been wanting to write a book if you've been wanting to start a business, if you've been wanting to change your life and to travel, um, especially to the mountains would be, you know, mountainous areas or rugged areas, nature. These are things that will help you throughout the year. Uh, the more natural, the better in many ways, of course, be safe. But the idea here is that you are, your mind is going to clear up in such a way. For example, I could see you writing poetry that just brings people to a standstill. I also can see you making a lot of money this year, but you'll have to 
change something in order to do it. So keep that in mind. Aquarians, uh, for you, this is a year that could be really pretty amazing. I, I really think a, a relationship could come to fruition. I think that you could find yourself quite suddenly uh, saying, oh, this is it. This is what I've been looking for for, for my lifetime. Uh, be careful of that, just that you don't pick the wrong person. You'll know. You'll know. You'll have it in your heart. You'll feel it. But this is a year of fresh energies coming your way, but especially those with friends and family and, like I said, love and that sort of thing. So this is a year to be optimistic about that. You have to be optimistic or it won't happen. Okay, I can, I can tell you that for sure. And right here, we're to Pisces. And in Pisces, what we see is, is an immense amount of energy dealing with the self. This is a year for you to consider who you are, what you're doing. And you see, it's kind of a common theme for the year. It's about self-improvement. But for you, you may have to do some soul searching. I would suggest doing some work with the past. I would suggest getting an idea of what it is you really are searching for. Um, and But look to your past and get rid of it. Uh, this is a great year to do ongoing coaching work uh, with someone, to perhaps even do some sort of, uh, oh, not therapy necessarily, but some sort of counseling. So... Um, there it is in a year, all 12 signs. Can you, okay, can you, I can see you. Yao, you're seeing you, right? Yeah. Let me do this. Okay, I just need to take the sharing off. Um, stop sharing. Oh, it's so easy once you know how it works. Okay. <laughs> so is that okay? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, good. Okay. I was curious, you know, I saw the three wheels. So the, you were reading the inside wheel primarily? Oh, no, all three at once. We were reading all three at once. So you actually integrated all the different energies that were lined up for that sign. Right. And not only that, but you read all three wheels all the way around. So you're looking at, you know, the 10th from this and the 7th from this and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's uh, but I've done it for a while. So, you know, you get used to it. But it's a it's a system that not everybody uses. The Sudarshan chart is Sudarshan means disk of light. And so it's really, I love it because it's pretty cool. In my chart, uh, because my rising sign is also my moon sign, it doesn't change. So there's two that are the same. So it's not quite as exciting, you know, <laughs> but it really means I'm stubborn and, and that happens to be true. But uh, it's a fun system. There are, a lot, there are some really positive things about being that kind of, you know, there's some positive traits, you know, where it can go over into being stubborn where you're really fixed. Right. It can also be stability. It, well, yeah, I am who I am, and I've always been who I am, and, and I just can't seem to stop being who I am. I've tried a few times because it's not easy being who I am <laughs> at, at times. We all feel like that, you oh, know. Yeah. Especially those of us who do this work, um, who chose this path. Um, there are easier ways, you know, in this world, especially in our culture, you know. Yeah. If you go around unconscious about what's happening, is that what you're saying? That's right. That's right. <laughs> you just, you've got your head in the sand and you're really clueless about what's really happening. You're right. really, you know, you go by how things appear. That's right. Rather than what's really happening behind the scenes. Yeah. So, yeah. but I do feel lucky to be who I am. So it's that's a different world, you know, yeah. become more of a cosmic being rather than just, you know, the personality. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and that's the key. Adds, yeah. It adds a whole other different dimensional quality 
And uh, there are a lot of people who, you know, they're just mainstream. You know, it just, well, it's pretty boring to me. A lot of stuff that's considered mainstream popular is, you know. I view it as, you know, it's like a, a great machine. A society is a great machine and um, there are cogs in, in, in the machine. And I'm just a cog. I'm a form of cog. But um, I had no choice. I, I, you know, I don't know what else I could have done with my life. And thank goodness I'm I'm in this country because it allows me to do that, um, you know. But still, um, my mom wanted me to be a doctor. I would certainly would have been easier being a doctor in many ways, you know. More 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 uh, terrible hours. In your chart. Pardon me. You have strong Scorpio in your chart. Oh yes, I have a that full that's moon in Scorpio. That's definitely the position, the yeah. metal position. You know, I I'm a Scorpio's son, so. Um, oh yes. You know, That's why we get along. I'm a I'm a Taurus son. So yeah, and I have you know the full moon was right right on my midheaven. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was intense for me. You know we had Venus in the western. We had Venus opposite. I don't know where it is in Vedic, but it, Venus was opposite Chiron. You don't work with Chiron though. Ooh, we stop at Saturn and just yeah. say good you enough. Let's be easy. With, uh, <laughs> what we can actually see. So that's right. Yeah. So all right. So. Well, let's let's switch. Uh, All right. What about an I Ching reading? Well, the I Ching. Uh, I thought about that. I I've got some coins here somewhere, uh, but to be honest with you, it would be. Um, I mean, having to cast all these coins, I thought I might grab the runes if you don't uh, mind. Yeah, because the I Ching takes time to kind of you know you get a feel for it. Well, Although it, you've got an I Ching with you. Oh yeah, I've I've got everything here. You know, why don't you let's kind of integrate here? Why don't you do a runes? Okay. Isn't there a number thing connected with the runes? I well, I don't I don't actually work numbers There's, with them, but I do use them. Well, I'm just thinking if we'd use the numbers from either a tarot reading that you do and see what if there's some insight we get into using because I found the I Ching. I worked with the I Ching for over forty years, and I found just opening to a page. Oh, I'll do that. Uh -huh. and, you know, yeah. you know, it's just totally connected. Well, so, I yeah, I've been working with the I Ching since. Use it like, as a, uh, so, yeah. you know, to tune in because I believe your intuition is always working and it can guide you to exactly what it is that you need to be uh, observing and what's and wrong. Here's a rune. I just pulled this uh, out, and this is Dagaz, which is uh, basically a symbol of time. So I think that that's interesting. Let me pull another one here. Why um, do you think of Saturn when you? Somewhat, yeah. It's about it's about uh, the the movement of time. Um, let's see what we have here. Uh, Bercano, Bercano, right here. Can you see that? Uh -huh. And um, just to just to show off, I made all these, so I will well, show off my staves here. I'll just grab one here. And see what we end up with. Oh my goodness, Bracano again. See, the same rune. Um, now I actually do castings, which are really quite marvelous. Uh, when you have a table that's big enough and you can take them all and throw them out, you have such stories that interweave. Um, I'm not a Vitki, which is a, a, a runic magician. You know, uh, Dr. Stephen Flowers is, is one, Edred Thorson, as he's known, and so on. But I wor I've worked with the runes for, I don't know, about 30 years. And so these two Bercanos in this Dagaz, 
that really does it's an image of the birch tree is a welcoming initiation energy okay but when i'm closing my eyes and seeing it i'm seeing um a year within that that grove you know um i'm seeing an image of snow and so there will be change but the key is patience because those birch trees are it's the first of the ohm i don't know if you're familiar with the ohm the um the old irish celtic tree divination systems beautiful absolutely beautiful uh when you study that you literally fall madly in love with trees and it never ends you know so the image is, is one of spending time and taking the right amount of time um day after day after day in this grove of trees that protects you that welcomes you and that purifies you so this is going to be a year of transition and change but patience people are going to have to be patient they're going to have to decide what's important to them they're going to have to decide what is for example we've got an election coming up let me see if i can grab another one here my staves well birch uh, essential oil is like one of the number one oils mm -hmm. oh yeah it's what does it do for pain relief oh yes oh yes of course the willow uh -huh, right. Well, now Willow is another in the Ohm, but that's, uh, yeah, that's known as Shaley or Shaley. Uh, but here, here we have Laguz is the one that I chose, which is a lake. So the lake implies a possibility of travel, of water. So in other words, um, what I would say from these is that there will be a time of stability and, and being in there because we had two Bjorks or Bercanos um that's what we get here <laughs> oh where is it oh that makes sense Urusaz. um this is the aurochs the great bull you see um and so we have a story here it's going to take time you're going to find yourself um throughout the year thinking uh you know okay when is when are things going to change and you're going to be there for a while it's a big forest the, those uh those birch trees are out there and it's going to take a little while for it to come together. And then quite suddenly there will be an opportunity. That's the lagoos, the lake. And you have to move quickly, decisively, and without any hesitation to the next phase. Um, you, you, the image is striking to me because there's this huge forest and you live there. Basically, you're living there. And then you come to the edge of this lake that you didn't know existed, and you see what you want on the other side. And like the bull, or maybe there's a bull chasing you, you have to make this rush. And you have to do it energetically and powerfully and decisively. And then things should work out. So that's the year. So don't be fooled by the thought that nothing is happening because it is happening specifically it's so subtle that it's hard to see you see and so but when the time comes if you have an opportunity any of you have an opportunity around you know let's say i'm thinking um oh probably around late summer of next year whether it be to take a vacation or a new job or something 
do it. Of course, you know, get a reading or whatever you need to do to be sure, or just check your own intuition. But once you know what to do, do not hesitate and do it with all the power of one of the old gigantic bulls that used to roam the world for the most part. So that's that's what the runes are saying, that it should be a relatively calm year, relatively. We've got these elections coming. Oh my goodness. You know, it's already been a a carnival so far it's been a freak show i think and i think it's just going to get crazier but but we can make the right decisions if we use our heads so that's what that says okay well, i love the image yeah well that's why i love the runes so much because the birch trees and oh yeah they're they're beautiful they're white yeah that's a nice image it seems like a more of a settled peaceful year the bull is 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 a lot of energy there but yes it is it's it's more um it is and what i got from the double um double birch tree symbol was this great huge forest you know and and dagaz basically saying take your time you know uh, it's a day, but it's it's a day after day after day is what I got that you would actually be there to see the transitions of the year. And maybe that's the key. Um, I love every season. Uh, I, I didn't used to like winter very much, but man, I love it now because it's there's something out there that's different, so different. And the trees, even though they seem to be quiet and calm, they are a buzz because they're still alive and they're just smart, <laughs> real smart. They shut down as much as possible. That protection, you know, that was, I think that was a word you used, you know, how right. providing a protection. Protection and healing and, and cleansing, all of the above. So that's what I see in that. It should be, I'm liking that energy. Now let's, do you wanna go for the I Ching now and see what it says? Okay. Um, we get further commentary from, from the chain. Yeah, from the chain. Now I use the 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 old Wilhelm Baines translation. Let me just see. Also, what like uh, the translation by the uh, I think she's a Jungian analyst, uh, Carol B. Anthony. I think her name is. She has a wonderful commentary, sort of an interpretation of the I Ching from mm -hmm. uh, an archetypal perspective. I find uh, very insightful and helpful for for studying the Qing. Mm. Yeah, I've not I've not studied uh, that. I've, uh, there's a book by um, Wang Bi, who was a Confucian uh, scholar, and he it's it's pretty good too. It's it's I heard of that one. Yeah, it's actually quite good. Um, but the one for me the best is the is the old Wilhelm, you know Richard Wilhelm, who went to China and met a Taoist priest and really sat down and the guy told him well, this is you know and he understood chinese culture very well and then he translated it into german and then carrie f baines uh who's british translated into english and and tada you know and so i just really love this and i've got dozens of books on the I Ching, but this is still my go-to um and it's been around for quite a while it, it, and the and the uh the foreword is by Jung, as you i'm sure you know so the, I just put stuck my finger in and I got the fourth hexagram, which is uh, known as Meng, uh, youthful folly. Uh, 
And it's a great hexagram. Now, for anyone who works with the I Ching or would like to work with it, I think it's important to understand that these are natural pictures, just like the one that I just saw with the runes. Um, this is the image is of a mountain. And at the foot of the mountain, there is a spring that is welling up. Okay. And that that spring basically then is the, the head of a river. It's the head of a river. It's where it starts. And the mountain is calm and still. And yet coming from this is water that comes that can suddenly, that rushes down, you know, into the plains and that will feed people or flood them out. It's kind of an interesting thing. And it's about education. It's about understanding. Now, another image that this could be, this Meng Youthful Folly, is that uh, there could be that mountain, but there's a huge ravine at the foot of it. Because Khan, who is the, the bottom hex or trigram in this, uh, is a representation both of water and of a gorge, you know, and with a river at the bottom is how I always see it. Uh, there's always some danger associated with that. Uh, but this is really about... Um, here, I love the judgment on this. Youthful folly has success. It is not I who seek the young fool. The young fool seeks me. At the first oracle, I inform him. If he asks two or three times, it is importunity. If he importunes, I give him no information. Perseverance furthers. Well, what does that mean? Well, essentially what it says is that if you're going to, this is a year for me, I was seeing in this, that you should basically say, okay, I'm going to look for answers. But when I find them, I'm not going to keep asking the same question over and over and over again. Okay. So, and, and that actually is something that people do. <laughs> they do it all the time. Um, they Keeping with what you said earlier about that, there's this time of being still. There's a lot of stillness in this year. Mm -hmm. We need to have to have patience and persevere without right. any signs that anything's happening. And then, and, and not to be asking all the time, is anything happening? Is it, you know what I'm saying? Or are you checking? Exactly but rather to prepare yourself and then this time to for forward movement, you know, you're prepared and you can move forward. And and that's really, it's kind of like supporting what you had already said. Exactly. As a matter of fact, the landscape fits perfectly. So we get to the lake and we see on the other side of the lake, we see a mountain and we also see that there is a river leading to that lake. Well, we want to get to the, the base of that mountain, to the source of the water. And we have to use a great deal of strength to get there. We have to travel through that, that water, that fjord, if you will. Um, and, and it's going to be glacial. It's going to be ice cold. But it's worth it because once we get there, we are at the source of knowledge. I mean, it really does work together very well with that, you see. Yes, and hearing what, sorry to interrupt. Oh, well, no. You're saying that right away. I was saying this time of stillness is a time to gain strength. That's right. Exactly. And, and here's what Wilhelm says about this, this judgment that I just read. He says, in the time of youth, folly is not an evil. Now, folly comes from the, the word folly. It comes from the old English word follis. And it gives us the word fool, as in the tarot fool. And the word phallus was referred to an airbag, 
a bag that was a, like could be an animal skin, it could be a bladder, but it was it was filled with air, or it was a windsock, and it was used specifically to basically divine the winds, you know, and it was used, but it was empty. And so it's like the word silly. The word silly in our culture, in our society, means silly, you know, something is silly, but the old meaning of it is um empty emptiness so for example when uh, coleridge in the rhyme of the ancient mariner when he says uh, the silly buckets on the deck he doesn't mean they're idiotic you know he's saying that they're empty there's no water in them it comes from the word zelig zero nothing right and so we have that same concept here folly is innocence we just don't know better right and we must always accept the fact that we have huge vast parts of our life that we don't know things about. I, I love that. The day that, I mean, I, you know, people, some people think I'm kind of a know-it-all, and I assure you I'm not, because there's so much I don't know. You know, just ask my wife. She'll tell you. <laughs> and, you know, um, but the point of it is to say that once we open up, once we're in that that grove of, of trees, white trees, they look like aspens, you know, um, and once you're in there, and you're cleansed, you are empty, and you are ready to achieve something. Um, this, is, this is about knowing what it is we seek. And here's a, a bit of warning for everyone, right? It says, a teacher's answer to the question of a pupil ought to be clear and definite, like that expected from an oracle. Now, that couldn't be more clear, right? Um, it really is quite amazing. And so what that says is that if you seek some truth from an oracle, from a book, from a person, and it it doesn't, it isn't clear, it's ambiguous, it's turn away. You don't have to be rude. As a matter of fact, there's no reason to. But understand that as an empty vessel, you can be filled with a lot of bad water, so to speak. Um, so this is really about, it says... A spring wells up at the foot of the mountain, the image of youth. <laughs> I love that. Thus, the superior person, and that just means someone who thinks, who's aware, fosters their character by thoroughness in all that they do. In order the words, don't take on anything halfway. Um, if you just, or if you do, if you get in there and you suddenly say, oh, this isn't for me, then back off. Just yeah. say, okay. Yeah. Wholeheartedly, then grace flows naturally. Right, exactly. Yes, it, it should be simple and it should be easy. The I Ching talks a lot about simplicity and ease. And they don't mean it in the way we do. It's like nature, you know. Um, it's easy for leaves to fall off of a tree. It's simple that they do it. The mechanism behind it is unbelievably complicated, you know, photosynthesis and the closing of the of the, the leaf stem and, and the, you know, daylight and the cold. And I mean, it's it's brilliant. It's this brilliant concept. And then there are the evergreens that have figured out how not to lose their lose their leaves. You know, um, when you stop and think about nature itself, it is remarkably astounding, but it's simple. And it's easy. And we complicate things to the point of insanity. You know, we really do. Uh, one of the my favorite bits of trivia 
is that every baseball game has at least 60 balls that, that are in a bag that are signed by the commissioner of, of that particular league, American League, National League. And that every baseball before a game is rubbed with mud by the umpires, right? And every single one of those balls and the mud, it, the mud comes from one place on the planet. One place. I think it's, it's either Georgia or I, I, I used to know because I used to be a softball umpire. And even though we never used that stuff, it was fun to know. And uh, But it comes from one place on the planet. That's it. And it's uh, these people obviously become billionaires over this, or well, at least millionaires. But we think we go to a baseball game, and the reason I first noticed it is I got a foul ball once at a game, and it it had it was covered with mud. And I thought, well, what is this? You see, now that's how much we complicate things as human beings. We complicate things to the point where they're almost unrecognizably unnatural, right? But nature itself and we are a part of nature, seeks entropy, this concept of the lowest energy necessary to do something. And we get upset and excited about things we shouldn't get upset and excited about, um, and we fall for the wrong things. Yes. You know? We seek appearances. We seek, you know, we get chase, chase after mind, right. chase after Maya rather than, being in the stillness, uh, being in awareness. You know, the, right. I think nature is awareness, just expressing. Oh, yes. Forms. And it's just, that's why I think there's simplicity there. There's no complication. And, you know, consciousness. I mean, this is this folly that I was talking about, this innocence is part of that initiatory aspect of the birch trees. As a matter of fact, Birches were used to make brooms, but they were also used to make switches. Um, and one of the things that people would do would be to kind of uh, self-whip themselves, flagellation, in order to purify themselves, not hard enough to where they were, you know, in agony. Uh, that would be, well, some people did, maybe. But the whole idea was awareness, you know. Um, Young boys were often, just because they were young boys, adolescent males were taken out and, and whipped with birch switches, you know, just to teach them who's boss. But these are these were cultural things. And it was the birch tree that was used most often because it was supposed to have very powerful uh, benefits. And I think fly agar uh, grows at the base of birch trees as well, which is that red cap mushroom with the spots. Uh, no one should eat a mushroom in the wild unless they really know what they're doing or it can be quite deadly. But these are the mushrooms that are hallucinogens that were used uh, by certain ancient cultures uh, to bring about, uh, well, and then they would have their brooms and they would fly, you see, here. Or maybe they really did, who knows? Uh, things have changed. But um, so we're talking about being open to nature and being open to anything and understanding um, that this is a year that we can learn a great deal, but we have to be patient and we have to listen. Mm -hmm. So, well, I do think there's, you know, it sounds like there's more because I think uh, there's more potential for, for getting, connecting the dots. You know, I think there's the whole thing with holism happening now, how, how seeing more, how things are connected, seeing the synchronicity. And that's what I'm hearing. Wow. I just opened the book again randomly. 
and I got the 59th hexagram, which is Juan dispersion, dissolution. I love this. Um, it says, wind blowing over water disperses it, dissolving it into foam and mist. So we had this concept of folly, right, which we just saw, which has water and the mountain. We had the fjord we saw earlier. And folly is the fool, and the fool card is ruled by air, which is the wind. So here we have wind blowing over water, disperses it, dissolving it into foam and mist. This suggests that when a person's vital energy is dammed up within them, indicated as a danger, um, gentleness serves to break up and dissolve the blockage, right? So I love that because the image is, is of that fjord once again, and maybe not being able to get across, but then the wind comes up. So once again, this idea of patience and setting up your sails and maybe not having to wade across, but realizing what that really says to me is that if you find yourself in a place of frustration or consternation because things are not going the way you like, just be patient and wait for the wind to come and disperse the obstacles. And that wind, because it is folly, it's innocence, um, it's air, that represents the mind. In other words, we have to have clear thinking and clear thoughts and an ability to open up to whatever comes. And to be able to discern it, that's what that- Wind blow through the thoughts, you know, to clear them out. That's right. Mind. The spirit to me is, you know, wind represents spirit. I did a meditation in, in that birch grove once, and it was really quite fascinating because I realized that the place was filled with, with personalities and entities, uh, but um, they couldn't see them all. They were behind trees and in the room. And that I Well, they were in me. A little bit. Okay, but, but um, so that's so what. That's it, what it. Can I hear you? Can I can hear you now? Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. So well, it's interesting when you here. You know, I'm feeling the ancestors come in now. There you go. There you you go. know, here we are at you know that time when the veil between the worlds, Halloween, Samhain. You know, and that I feel the ancestors, you know, really wanting to come in. I really feel that the birch trees are really representing that the ancestral energy founding and protecting and uh, giving you support, you know, where, you know, your ancestral lineage, you know, this is, there's a, because in my own life, I feel like I've been really one of the key people in my family that's been really working with the ancestral lineage lineage and helping to clear out that old you know residue from previous incarnations to really clear that because there are those patterns those cycles those patterns they keep repeating 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 through the the dna through the through the you know that it keeps playing itself out and that really you know i feel like that's coming to a stillness now mm -hmm. Like that's coming, that purification process of the ancestral, you know, and now we can receive, at least this is my feeling, like there's more support from the ancestors now that that's been cleared out. There is a time of settling, 
when there can be more stillness with that piece of it mm-hmm. while you regain your strength right before you move this forward does that make sense with what you're complete. saying oh yes complete and and not to forget that you're always surrounded by the ancestral energy that's that forest yes 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 well I, that's what I the picture I get you know mm-hmm. and I, I'm even thinking to uh, you know the 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 tree, trees in the in the in Tolkien's trilogy you know with the trees you know how they moved on behalf you know of you know helping to restore this balance because mm-hmm. there was an imbalance there and uh, they were able to do these uh, you know to actually move on behalf and I, I feel like that, uh, the more we have our integrity with our own selves and we've done that clearing work and we're really, you know, get aligned with your ancestors. If there's, you know, I hope everyone's been doing that work of really deepening and clearing and feeling the love from the, uh, from the ancestral. I mean, there's so much love there. And a lot of times we get caught up into what things look like and the patterns of the past. And, uh, you know, we hold grudges or we hold, you know, and, and you just have to let that stuff go and get to the love because everything, there's love behind everything. I'm not saying you allow anybody to, you know, people, you know, lack awareness or unconscious themselves. So you don't want to, you know, you know, people who are in pain inflict pain, right? So not to, to do that one, but also to know that, you know, there's love behind things. You know, once you clear all that away, you know, you clear all that debris away, you clear all that illusion away. I don't know if that's making sense or what, whatever, you know, a lot of people are so caught up in the appearance of things that they, uh, they don't get to the peace, the soul peace, you know, that's going on behind the drama. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there is a deep meaning, a deep mystery that's at work in your life. And everything is sacred. And, uh, and uh, getting back, getting to back to that, getting back, getting back to that core of your own self. I mean, to me, that's the journey. That's the soul's journey. It's the integrating and becoming more whole and uh, being, uh, being able to be a channel of peace and love in the world. I mean, that's what we all individually, and then, you know, more and more and more and more people. I mean, that's what it's going to take. If you're going to have peace in the world, it starts with the individual having done the work. I believe so. One of my models is peace and love. So, so it, it's, it's an act of intention. You have mm-hmm. to do the work of it. You know, it's, it's not like this airy fairy thing about, you know, it's it's doing that hard work, the inner work of, of you know, facing your own, your own in, incongruities, your own ways that you're at odd or have conflicts within yourself. So it sounds like this year is a year where we can have more sense of, of peace with our own ancestral lineage, with the, whatever that looks like for, for individuals or whether it's the culture or whether it's a society, it's a country. It's really, you know, coming more to peace uh, within whatever your lineage that you're part of. Is that? Oh, absolutely. I, and I think that that's an important concept. You know, the ancestors we have 
number in the billions. You know, when you stop to think about how many people, I once figured it out. I don't remember the number, but just a, a kind of a ballpark figure of how many billions of people have been on this planet before us. And the fact that most of us are related somewhere along the line, most likely, regardless of where our families came from. And families fight, you know, <laughs> it happens. Go to Thanksgiving. Goes, yes, I know my, my friend, Dr. Jude Curvin, she's done a rich study of, uh, you know, working with those deep ancestral lines mm -hmm. to heal that, that rift. I mean, there are some very deep things that happen in very, very early days that, you know, have been getting played out these patterns, you know, and that is coming to, that's being solved in a certain regard that's being healed. Right. And so just being open to being a channel, for that healing to happen, whatever way that shows up in your life. However, whoever shows up in your life, you know, it's, you know, how can you extend, not that you want anybody to, you know, abuse you or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying to have it in there that you're not going to retaliate or you're going to have a grudge or you're going to hold on to that energy, but that you're, you know, you can allow grace to flow in mm -hmm. and uh, you don't give it in. You don't give it your energy. Right. You're, you're willing to still extend love and peace to that person. You, they may go or a situation. It may go out of your life after that because you found you've, you're at peace about it. You don't need to retaliate. You don't need to be at war. You don't have to be right. Cause that's very egoic. If you have to be right, you know, uh, because really, ultimately, there's only one of us here. There is, you know, at a spiritual level, it's all harmonized. There is all made right. I mean, it's this deep mystery about how it's all, you know, integrated. And, you know, on a spiritual level, uh, there's only harmony and peace. You know, it's all integrated. So, you know, it's, and we're learning how to do the dance of separation where we have contrast. Contrast is just two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. and you don't have experience without two sides to a thing. And so, you know, you're not, you stop getting caught up into the us, them polarity dance and you're seeing, Hey, you know, this doesn't happen without that, you know, and you, you, you start seeing past, you know, how things, the appearance of things and you see more deeply, what something is about and why it appears as a polarity. So, and that takes a lot of deep inner work to be able to get to the place where you begin to see with those kind of, I call them angel eyes, the eyes of love so that you transcend the separation. And that's, it's alchemy. You know, it's an alchemical alchemizing of your emotions. And uh, it's not something, you know, you can point at it, but you can't, you, that's something that's a deep mystery that happens within each individual and mm -hmm. it happens by grace. You know, it's, it's, uh, it just, it just shows up that you have that awakening. You have that awareness about how things are all one. And it's, it's more than just an intellectual concept. It's beyond a concept. It's an experience. It's something you actually experience and you can't give that experience to anybody else. You know, it's something that, you step into. That's you, right. Yeah, you walk into that. So, okay. So, what else? What about a tarot? 
Now let's take a look at a couple cards here and see what I get. Wow. wow. The basic imagery, and I picked three cards. One is the Five of Discs, uh, the Queen of Cups, and uh, the Lovers card. So basically what that says is there will be a tendency for the real world to step on our dreams, our ideas a little bit, okay? And we have to be careful not to let that overcome us. We have to be careful not to let that drag us down. I'm, I know that this is talking about the dogma and everything we're going to be heading toward with the politics this year. It's already started. And it's going to be hard because everyone is going to be trying to sell us something. And it's going to get tough, I'm sure. But that Queen of Cups is that lake. She's the watery part of water. And in her, there is clarity and there is love, as you were saying. And so what it's saying is when things get tough, it's reiterating what we've already seen. When things get tough, go to the lake, lake. whatever that is. I like to envision these things in my mind. It helps. And when you feel that you're stressed out about anything, go there and just sit and let the ideas come to you because the lover's card is ruled by Mercury and it's about analysis. So it is urging analysis. It's urging you to think. It's urging you to do your own thinking here and to really work with these ideas uh, as much as possible. Let me pull another card here. Let's see what comes up. I've got my, um, there it is right there. Ah. <laughs> Victory. That was the last card. So that's the Six of Wands. And that card is, is Jupiter in Leo. And I've always seen that card as the acquisition of knowledge, the perfection of understanding. Um, we have a desire to learn. And then when we finally learn it, that fire, those fiery uh, um, wisps of energy actually become lanterns for us. They become lights that we can learn by and read by and can use properly. So this, this is a great time to, to think and to learn and to use what you learn in a way that actually benefits you forever. That's the, the whole point of all this. I really like that. Um, but it does say you have to get back to that base place whether it be the forest, whether it be the, the, I love that concept of this beautiful blue lake because it is calm and it is remarkably serene, but it runs deep. And that's our consciousness. That's our psyche. Um, if, if people meditate who are watching this, they should step up their practice. I know I need to step mine up. Um, it always helps me. I mean, I lose weight when I meditate, so I should be doing it about 100 times a day. But, uh, you know, uh, but it's a wonderful thing to do because what it allows you to do is to remove the rubbish, the thoughts that are completely unnecessary, and to replace them with thoughts that are real, the authentic ones.
So that's what the Tarot is saying about this next year. Keep your head on straight. Um, keep, keep your head down. Don't let people fool you. Don't let people throw a lot of heavy trip on you. You know, it's, it's all about you. It's about getting back to your center. And if in doubt, you know, consult an oracle. Uh, if you don't use an oracle, there are plenty of people who do. Um, that's why we're here because that's what we do. We, uh, we consult oracles and we'll do it on your behalf. I mean, I know, you know, that's the point, but I, I like to tell people you should learn an oracle. There's a lot of them. Um, but sometimes I think that people uh, can get pretty confused within themselves. It is hard. They, they can ultimately know the truth. And I think the best oracles, when you see them, they put you in touch and it's like, aha, uh -huh, yeah, I knew that all. Right. That Thing, yeah. but I have myself confused here. You yeah, know, I, I always tell people there should be no big surprises. You know, yeah. you shouldn't say, oh, geez, that was a big surprise, because that means you're not in touch with yourself. But also, you're right, one of the hardest things to do is to read for oneself. That's just very difficult, because of the problem with uh, objectivity. You can't be objective. It's hard to know the truth. It is that. You know, we can, you know, especially if you're really got sped up, you're moving and you're uh, evolving your consciousness really fast. Uh, you know, it can, it, you can feel really confused. I mean, it's, you know, I feel like that we're at a place right now where our, our consciousness, we're evolving really fast. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it can feel confusing. There's a lot if you're if and that's what you're saying you know not to be so mentally focused on your the 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 thinking the right. distractions that'll get you also there's going to be a lot of i get that i mean the the ace of cups is is wonderful there's a lot of nurturance there a lot of flowing you know love and emotions available but they it can also be overwhelming there can be so much emotion and so much that's being there can be a, you know Emotion that's maybe been trapped or blocked is now starting to flow. Mm -hmm. um, that could be another thing that's happening. Yeah. Uh, it can certainly show up as people in your life who just allow you to express your emotions more or they are more nurturing to you. You know, there's somehow more of a, a feeling there that you're able to, you know, free up your emotions. And I think, you know, that, that can stuck emotions, I think is, a primary impediment to finding success in life if you're not really in touch and, and letting your emotions flow mm -hmm. freely. So, um, you know, the, the, the water, you know, you want to drink water, do hot baths, do showers, things to get the meditation, getting the emotions flowing, I think. And because they're going to be the lovers to me represent, I think ultimately it's about, finding the things that you truly love and are passionate about in your life. But initially it can be sorting out these different decisions, you know, these two different paths you can take, you know, which one is the way, which is the right choice for you. Right. So is that? Oh yes. And in once again, you know, the lover's card is Gemini and Gemini's air. You know, it's the fixed sign of air. So basically I think we, we once again have this concept of the movement of thought and the movement of air and the wind coming up and using that, allowing the winds of change to um, give us the space to be who we really are. I don't know if that made any sense, but that's how I think about it. Exactly. Yes. There's the space to be who you really are. 
available that's coming in now that you're, you know, the, the ancestral thing, that's, you know, where you're all, you're enculturated and conditioned by the ancestral lineage, those societal things, the cultural things, the, you know, the lineage things that you've inherited. Right. That has been getting cleared out and you're getting freed up to really be your authentic self. I think that's right. a really good way of, you know, what this, this potential is about and that there's victory. There's, you know, there's victory with being able to make inroads as far as really feeling like, yes, I'm being more who I am and expressing who I am. And I'm surrounded by the people who I feel are authentically my tribe or my community who get me and I get them and we're able to support each other. But you can do so much more together in community and when you're connected with the people who you really have that soul connection with, uh, then you can, you know, on your own. Right. Right. So anything else, you know, you want to, you want to give us as far as, uh, you also, you had a star map up earlier that, what, what was that? Oh, about? I was, that was just showing, um, I put together, um, actually that'll be available on YouTube, hopefully in the next week or so. It's a, um, it's about the equinoxes and the difference between the tropical system and the sidereal system. And I was showing what the, uh, where the equinox has taken place over the past few thousand years. And so it's really kind of an interesting thing to, to look at and see, because it's all about precession. But that's all going to be explained on my on my video. So if people would like to, you know, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Oh, cool. um, to your YouTube channel so they can. Okay, great. Thank you. Right. So, all right. So what about, um, you know, we haven't touched into hermetic Kabbalism. Is there any insights you can give us as far as uh, the, you know, Kabbalism, which, what, what are some Kabbalistic insights? Well, Kabbalism is, you know, hermetic Kabbalism is really directed, um, I think, at its height through Tarot because Tarot is a model of the hermetic uh, tree of life not the rabbinical tree of life so but um so for example you look at a, at the cards a little bit differently that way you could pull out any card and you could see uh the card which is uh the fortune card right i don't know how visible that is but it's ruled by the hebrew letter kaf that card no it's a great card it's ruled by jupiter it's ruled by the hebrew letter kaf which is the palm of the hand and it also is about life and about creation. So this is saying, make your own destiny, essentially, that this is a year, yes, to be clear and to listen, but also hermetically speaking on the tree of life. I mean, the place where it is is, is a very powerful strut, let's call it that. Um, and that it deals with movement um, from action, well, actually from knowledge to action put it that way. So it's about knowing what you're doing, understanding it, and then doing it. I mean, there are two different things there, you know. Uh, we can know what to do, but not act. And that came through with the runes, too, with the Urusaz, the, the bull, the great bull. And let's pull another one here. And uh, once again, I get the five of uh, discs, which is worry, uh, which is Mercury in Taurus. So basically what it says is five on the tree of life is, is challenges. It's a challenge. And so with Mercury in Taurus, we have two basic ideas, which is put your mind 
to the reality of things and then look beyond that reality to what's beneath it and that will reveal the truth of it and that will take away the problems right and that's pretty much what we've been saying yeah it, it's all actually matter of fact that's in my opinion that's how uh, divination should work. You you can go to five or six different things, and you should you should get the same story every time, if the tool is is accurate. And there it is. So I think that's right in line. Okay. So, okay. So from your perspective, I want you to give a recap of what we've covered in the show, and then I'll give, you know, I'll give my own perspective about the 2016 year ahead. Uh, and anything as far as um, how do you see the the first part of the year, second part, you know, as far as a cycle, a pattern of energy playing out through the year, if you kind of have a sense. I, of I actually feel that it is it is an organism and that it feeds into itself constantly and that everything I'm seeing here, especially that double forest that we saw. Uh, the, the birch trees, that's saying you must take it day by day, dagaz, right? The, the ruin of the day. Um, live within the forest, make your way through it, but don't rush, don't, and understand that you're going to be bombarded with things, but you are protected in the forest as long as you remember to go there. And what it represents is consciousness, it represents purity of thought, it represents, um, fresh ideas and it does away with the dogma you can always run away i mean we're about to be bombarded with christmas ads and you know buy this and star wars that and political you know uh, rhetoric this and that and it's propaganda and it's all aimed at us it's all aimed at getting our money or our vote and how do we combat that well we find that spot of peace within ourselves and we use that energy that is being bombarded upon us to reveal the truth of who we are. And so that's the year for me. I see the entire year from, from, from today, day after tomorrow until the next Halloween as being a very powerful time for all of us, but to be aware and constantly realize that, that we have to be a bit protected by our thoughts, and by our consciousness. And that's how I would sum up the year. Okay. And to be creative. But well, one of the things that came to my mind is uh, I feel like it is, I do feel like the thoughts at this point can become more protective rather than be. And if you pay attention to the details of your life, Jupiter is uh, in Western is in Virgo right now. So it is, we are expanding our ability to pay attention to the details and see, you know, and also see more holistically uh, these details more holistically. So I think paying attention to the details of your life and the first you may feel at times like you, there's no perspective. You can't see the forest with the trees kind of a thing, but there will come a, a period where things will clear. Uh, I, you know, I'm seeing more, you know, there could be a lot of attention to detail that you need to make taking it day to day before things really clear. Uh, you could notice some clearing uh, in the spring, but more, I'm feeling more like later in the summer is when things really begin to clear out and you're beginning to see the vista, kind of seeing where you're head, that you're making progress uh, towards what it is you've been working away at. You've been really working diligently to make things real and to make your dreams real and to, you know, that kind of a thing. 
So, but I do see, you know, that you're going to reach that mountain, you know, that, that whole feeling of crossing the, the water and reaching the foot of the mountain. Of course, then there will be the next part of the journey, you know, so that's. Right. I agree 100%. So, all right. Well, do you have anything else to add before we close? Yes. Thank you very much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yes. It's always fun hanging out with you, Mo. Thank you. So, uh, that's it for today's show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this 2016 forecast with Mo Abdelbaki. Have a beautiful day, everyone. A warm mahalo to you. Wishing you success and happiness always in and through 2016. Thanks again for joining us, Mo. It's always a pleasure having you with us. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Until next time, relax, enjoy your life, and stay connected.